I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're focusing on mastering the music business. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Lisa Evers. And you can catch up on all of your Street Soldiers episodes, both radio and TV, on lisaevers.com, free of charge, of course. Now, many people have dreams of making it in the music business, on stage, and even behind the scenes. There are more ways to get your name known and more access to opportunities than ever before. So what's really going on? But what does it take to become a superstar and get those two and three comma deals that everybody wants, those two and three comma checks? Let's find out what our panel has to say. Joining me is James Cruz. He's an entertainment manager, CEO of Cruz Control Entertainment and founder of 12312 Entertainment. Thank you so much for being with us, James. Thank you, Lisa. Happy New Year. Thank Happy you for New having Year. Me. Thank and you great to have you. Distinguished panel of guests as well. All right. James McMillan is with us. He's an entertainment attorney. He's CEO of GothamCityESQ.com and also CEO of EST19XX production company. James, great to have you. Thank you so much, Lisa. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Really appreciate it. Also with us is Amadeus, multi-platinum producer. He's the CEO of Platinum Boy Music and also Trey Song's music director. Amadeus, great to have you with us. Queen. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Amadeus, I'm going to start with you. We have so much talent in this room right now. Yes, I'm honored to be In the studio and so much experience. You guys, I don't think there's an artist out there that hasn't been done business or dealt with any one of the three of you guys. Correct. It's like that's how much experience is here. So let me get right to it. When the, you just came off working with Chris Brown on his album, all these new hits that he has, what have you seen with the different superstars that you've worked with, you know, from Jennifer Lopez to all these other artists? Do they have certain qualities in common as human beings and as performers? Uh, just something unique about being themselves, honestly. Um, I feel like we're all given gifts and talents by God, and it's, it's how we use it, you know, and I feel like artists today that are successful are truly being themselves, you know, I, I, I've been touring with Trey Songs for 10 years, and obviously he loves women, so he writes songs like Invented Sex and, and Say Ya, and he, and he caters to the women, you know, you just have to be you and do you. Uh, Chris Brown is very passionate uh, about making music and, and trying new ideas. He obviously loves Michael Jackson, so he's kind of walking in that same direction and, and just being free and willing to try different st- sounds and styles of music. So I'm just you know glad to be a part and, and work with those great artists. James, you've worked with many artists and been on the cutting edge of these endorsement deals, marketing, all across the board uh, over a period of years. Is there Are there certain things that companies look for with artists? Well, it's communication. It's really about getting the brand message across. When we had um, 50 Cent, the Reebok deal, I mean, we had a guy pointing a gun at you and was endorsing Reebok. And that was a big deal because people at at that time, hip-hop artists were not getting a lot of phone calls or emails. Please, we want you to endorse our product. Well, let's be clear. Popcorn chicken wasn't cool. Remember that commercial, guys? (laughs) That's true. You know what I'm saying? When Hammer did popcorn chicken, oh, he sold out, he sold out, he sold out. I can't tell you of any marketing plan written in today's music business that does not have some sort of corporate endorsement. Mm-hmm. It has changed so much. The seeds that we planted years ago with the Buster Rhymes, Missy Elliott, and 50 Cent have now all come to fruition. Now you see these great H&M deals with The weekend. Now you see Nicki Minaj with her Mac deal. So you've seen how it's grown exponentially over these years, and we saw it from beginning to end. Because trust me, nobody wanted to see Buster Rhymes clash heads with a Ram in a Mountain Dew commercial. Mm-hmm. But when they saw it, they were like, whoa, let's borrow some of that celebrity equity. 
And that's what brands did. They borrowed the equity and made themselves relevant. To make the brand cool and to make it relevant, yeah. like you said. James, in terms of the pitfalls, like the, you know, a lot of people think they can be in the music business. There's different pitfalls. A lot of people get caught up in the paperwork. Do the, do the people that really make it over a period of years, because anybody can get one deal or one record, mm-hmm. but do, do they have certain business plans and legal things in place? I, I think the biggest difference maker is the team. So if they pick up the right team along the way, and listen to their team and focus on what Amadea said, what their core specialty is. If they know that they make great love music and they focus on love music, if they know that they're a street artist and they feed the streets, um, and then they rely on their team for, for, for other things. A lot of times I think one of the biggest pitfalls I see is artists trying to do everything. Anybody who's trying to do everything and trying to be the accountant, trying to be the lawyer, trying to you know um, make the music, that rarely works. And what about like sometimes if they have like, you know, the guy they grew up with or a family member or, you know, a lot of times that's... Homeboy management. Homeboy, Homeboy management. management. <laughs> Homeboy management. Now, now, trust I didn't know me. there was a term for like <laughs> Yeah, it, it can be annoying, but it can work. Yes, it, can it can work can if you've got good people that are willing to listen to the people with experience and they're willing to add on to the team. But if they try to control everything... And it generally doesn't work. I also think it has to do with integrity. <clears throat> I think a brand association has to make sense. Puff owns nightlife, mm-hmm. hence he can right. market and brand Ciroc a certain way. 50 owned that, you know, let me look good, let me work mm-hmm. out. So vitamin water made sense. Mm-hmm. So it has to oh. also have a complete brand integrity. You can't just endorse a brand because it's cool. Right. It has to make sense. It has to have communications on both sides that are equal and surround the, the consumer with direct messaging that speaks to them in their own encoded language. And I think that's what people forget. When those big checks come through and Coca-Cola says, I'm going to give you X amount of dollars to endorse my product. Well, hey, check it out. Drinking soda is not actually healthy for you. So let's go back to something that really is. Mm. And that integrity <clears throat> makes those brands really excel. What, what do you think about that, James? No, integrity. I, agree. I agree 100%. You, you have, like, because you have horror stories. Like, for instance, um, uh, Kid Cudi, when he, I guess he was supposed to, he had a, a deal with, uh, with, was it Reebok or, or Nike? It was Reebok. It was with Reebok. And so. he, he wore J's on the stage and he wasn't true to the brand. <laughs> and, he, and, you know, immediately <laughs> lost his endorsement deal, mm-hmm. you know, and, or you've got like Rick Ross, who was, uh, it was a, he, he had a deal with Reebok, too, and he was... Um, uh, just screaming, do it. Yeah, just do it. And, <laughs> you know, they were screaming things that weren't true to them. And I, and I remember, James, when you were working with 50, doing all the marketing for him, and, and for G-Unit, the G-Unit sneakers, is like there were those boxes of shipments. Mm-hmm. He made, made everybody wear the G-Unit sneakers, mm-hmm. and that was that authenticity thing, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's also about managing the brand. It's like you can do a deal, but how do you manage the communications? Exactly. So, for example, when we had a 50-cent sneaker deal, Jay-Z also had a deal at Reebok, and we actually went on tour together on the Rock the Mic tour and Jay and 50 were on stage but the difference was that 50 decided that every city he went to because Reebok owned the NFL and the NBA rights he was going to wear that jersey he was going to wear sneakers that matched Mm -hmm. so the brand integrity was there Mm -hmm. hence 3.8 million pairs of sneakers sold after that so we totally understood how to communicate that shout out to Chris Lighty rest in peace Mm -hmm. he planted those seeds he was probably the greatest hip hop manager we'd ever seen but even more so he was a marketer the marketing the marketing thing And, and Amadeus, in terms of the marketing, does it influence the music that people are making? Yeah, because at the end of the day, you want to win. You want to you want to get those big checks. You want to really touch the masses. So a lot of times, you know, you may not even wear that product or, or drink that brand, but you'll do it because the check is there, and you do it because it's something that people want versus it being something, you know, that you want. And that's why when James mentioned about the, the 50 deal in Reebok, like, that was who he was, and that's what he represented. He represented hip-hop. He represented the culture. He represented the streets. So it was authentic, and that's how I feel 
all across the board from business to branding to marketing to uh to creativity when you when you do you and you be yourself you know i, I don't want to say you can't lose because sometimes you got to lose to win but you, the chances of you becoming more successful are greater because of you being yourself and, and you know, just real and honest. So the more uniqueness instead of yes. saying like, well, that that song is banging in the club. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to do something that kind of sounds like that, like mm-hmm. the clone zone. Right. And that's that's the that's the reason why I'm here. And I'm, I'm the youngest on, the, on these are my OGs. I'm the youngest on the panel, but I've been doing this for 17 years and I might not be the, the biggest producer, the biggest name. But I'm still relevant. Like I had over 25 records out last year, and that's because I create what I love. I create what I feel in my heart. I create that sound. So, you know, I want to have the biggest re- the record in the club. I want to have the streets ringing. But if I just have that cut, you know, on your album where you're talking about your mom or your daughter or your family, I rather that cut because that cut uh, lasts through you know years and years and years right. versus a trend and a sound and a turn up and a dance and a and what you drinking. What you drinking right now is gonna be different five years from now. You understand what I'm saying? So it all it all depends on 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 you know on those different things. All right, we're gonna take a short break. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. Yeah, this your boy Rolling Stone P. And make sure y'all check out the Street Soldiers with the beautiful Lisa Evers. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're focusing on mastering the music business with some of the biggest names in the music industry. Tons of experience, work with the biggest stars. Let me introduce them to you right now. Joining us, James Cruz. He's an entertainment manager, CEO of Cruz Control Entertainment, and founder of 123 Uno, Dos, Tres Entertainment. Great to have you with us, James. How are you doing, Lisa? Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Also with us is James McMillan. He's an entertainment attorney. He's the CEO of GothamCityESQ.com. He's also the CEO of EST19XX production company. James, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Lisa. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Also with us is Amadeus. He's a multi-platinum producer, CEO of Platinum Boy Music, and Trey Song's music director. Amadeus, great to have you with us. Blessings, queen. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> Blessings, my king. Yes, yes. The In terms of hip-hop, there, there was a time where, not that long ago, where maybe a generation ago, where hip-hop was considered off-limits. The corporations had to really be sold creatively mm-hmm. to understand what it is. Now hip-hop is the dominant culture, the most downloaded music in the world over rock, pop, everything else. And the endorsements are there. But James, are there certain parts of hip hop or certain elements or characteristics of hip hop that make it such a natural fit with business deals? I think it's, 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 it's hip hop is cool. It's the culture and it's what the kids are into. And, and um, it, when you've got that consumer base that you know, is the most predominant consumer base, then it's, it's all, every brand wants to be associated with it. James, what about the hustle of hip-hop, the resilience? I mean, the resilience, I mean, there's two things I always say. You know, Puff Daddy and 50 Cent are geniuses, but they also have a tremendous work ethic. They're resilient, they're relentless. I call it the Muhammad Ali champ syndrome. You got to believe you're the best because when people smell that that's not authentic and you really don't believe it, you're not going to get the response that you need. And, you know, for, for me, hip-hop has always been confrontational. It's always been com- competitive. It's like, you know, even the bridge is over, MC Shan and Marley Mall, you know, going back and forth. It's something that's been there. But from a branding standpoint, let's be clear, brands are borrowing celebrity cachet. Mm-hmm. And what celebrities are borrowing is brand dollar value from an advertising standpoint. So when you're able to stand on a Super Bowl commercial because of your celebrity cachet as an artist, both are mutually beneficial. However, if it's not real, mm. 
then it doesn't come across the right way. And, and do people smell that Amadeus? Do people smell what's oh, yeah. not real? You like can't. right away, can they tell the the hip the hip hop culture especially that whatever's fake is like that's one of the worst things. Yeah, you 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 can't fool anybody. Uh, and those who choose to accept it want to accept it. You know what I mean? If if you like a, a specific artist or a sound or their their image, you just like them. You know, you you may they may pretend to be a street dude. They may pretend to be a dude that has or a female that has a ton of money, and and and, li- and living this lavish life. And then when you see them in the street, it doesn't it, you know it doesn't represent that. But it can be a, a facade. It can be a, a a thought that they that they're living a, a a fantasy that they're living that they portray to the world. And you know nowadays we're smarter. You know, people are smarter. The fans are smarter. You can't, you can't fool us no more. They know they can go rent the Maybach because you know the the, the fan can go rent the <laughs> They're Maybach. not fooled by the music video nah, or the Instagram man. pictures, right? They, <laughs> no. they know. Like any, everything that was accessible, you know, to the artist, what you know is now it wasn't accessible before. Right now it is. You know but what it, I mean? But in this, this this field, it is so crowded right now. There's so many artists, James. In terms, how do they create a career out of that? Like, the, you know, just in terms of their management, in terms of making a difference. And some people say that you have to be a spectacle now, too. It's not just about mm. the creativity. You have to have some kind of really weird look or something unusual or that I type think, of thing. I think it's, it, it, it's, it's you know, the, the great thing about hip-hop is that anytime someone is authentic and the music is good, it shines through. Absolutely. Period. Because they've got to be able to, you know, we tell I tell artists all the time, you can make a great record, but... If you're making a great record, you've got to believe in what you're saying. Mm. If you don't believe it, the crowd and the audience are going to recognize it immediately and it's not going to resonate. So it's, you know, to your point, it has to be it has to be authentic. And that's it. And then it, it, ain't, it ain't no rules. You know, and I say that all the time. There's no rules. Well, what do you mean no rules? In like what kind of rules? creativity. There's no rules. Like yeah. the deals that these gentlemen have done throughout the years with these megastars, like who would have thought that, you know, Puff will be on the Super Bowl? Like, mm-hmm. we, I mean, he, I'm sure he did because that's the well, type of it. individual. Trust me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Speaking into existence. You know, but the, but the world, like we, we we didn't know. We, I was, oh, wow, Puff is on the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. You know, like, Puff, you know, 50 got his own, like you said, you know, 50 had a, uh, holding up a gun because that's where he was. He was the street. He was the hood. But went and got a, a multi-million dollar deal with vitamin water and his own sneaking, his own brand. Like, who would have knew? But you I understand? Think, I, you know, I don't mean to cut you off, but I also think, you know, I worked for the first black president of a major record label. His name was Ed Eckstein wow. at Mercury Records. And there was a big division between the urban side and the pop side. And then there was the rock side. So mm-hmm. major triple division. And he had a sign over his, um, his door that said, a hit is a hit is a hit. Mm-hmm. Period. But oh, what wow. he didn't tell you was, he would bring you in your office, he'd say, yeah, a hit is a hit is a hit, but if it ain't authentic, it don't work. Facts. Mm-hmm. And that's something, if you look at somebody like Cardi B, you don't get as authentic as Cardi B exactly. right now. And right. she owns it. Right. And that's the beauty. I mean, she's funny as hell, too. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. She's got a great sense of humor. Great mm-hmm. sense of humor, but she has a great attitude because she's not fearful of what people think of her and what she had to do in the past to get yes. where she's at. Yes. That authenticity speaks volumes, and kids want to feel that because kids, they don't have an identity right now, mm. and they're looking for an identity. And the way, and because we live in an I world, right. it's all about I. I, I, me, me, me. But when you don't have an identity, how do you portray that into the into the world? You know, going going to add on to that, it goes back to what you what you asked initially about the brands. Brands want that authenticity too, mm-hmm. and they want to make sure that their brands are considered the most authentic out of all the others. Like you gave us some lotion earlier, right? Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of uh, lotion <laughs> brands, right? But there's one that wants to be more authentic than the other, and they associate with hip hop. 
So that's the way it is. But let's talk about Cardi B for a minute because she was, you know, and shout out to Cardi B. She was here on our show the first, the very first season when she was still in Love and Hip Hop, came here to the Street Soldiers studio, and it's just been great to us to see her explosion. I was interested in her because I thought, you know, she's doing everything they tell women not to do. Mm-hmm. You know, she's talking about sex. She's talking that she likes sex. She's talking about all these, <laughs> you know, on and on and on and on. And she's she's not censoring her mouth. She, she was like, took that street thing, took that experience. Yeah, it was, a, you know, she told the minister, yeah, I'm a stripper because it paid more than working in the grocery store. You know, right. you're going to hate her for that? No, it's she had that authenticity. But is she changing the game for female artists, do you think, James, in terms of I image? Mean, I, in terms of image, I think, what you, you know, Little Kim was talking about mm-hmm. the same kind of stuff right. back in the day, That's too. True. Don't get me wrong. That's true. However, Cardi was able to take it to a different level because her personality, mm-hmm. when she comes into a room, she lights the room up. Right. You know what I mean? If you look at the greatest artists that we've worked with, they have two things, resilience and charisma. Mm. And that charisma is what Kyle, uh, what Cardi has. She came in, she would light you up and she would tell stories and make you laugh. And listen, I'm Latino, so you, you're going to root for anybody that's Latin in the game. <laughs> and right. to see a woman come into that into that mold and make hit records. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? When and the music is really on, great. I mean, the, the music, music is... Was, smash with hit records. Right. You couldn't mm-hmm. deny that. You know, and then now what does Cardi own? She owns fashion now. So what's she doing? She's doing a Steve Madden deal and she has shoes. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Now she's going to diversify. Mm-hmm. That's what artists are doing nowadays. You're diversifying because the only way to really make money is touring, merchandising, and diversification. Mm-hmm. Equity deals. Because they don't make that much money. Let's talk about the money, James, in terms of the, cause mm-hmm. the, the downloading and streaming, all of that is the way that most people consume music right now. Right. So is, is the endorsement thing that's the best way to like james said and the, the live it, shows these tours these big tours you well i, I definitely think james hit on one uh, uh made a very critical point and that's there are three ways you can make money the main ways and that's touring merchandise and then your record sales right those three it's a trifecta a lot of artists don't realize that and they leave money on the table Take the um, table. Yeah, take the table. Exactly. <laughs> you can't, you can't leave t- money on the table. You if you take, take the, the table. building. Take the building. <laughs> you, if you if you if you are that kind of artist that can that can carry an endorsement, then endorsements are there too. But every artist can't carry those. The three. State, what do you mean they can't carry it? They can't. I mean, because they don't have the personality. They don't or they have just the personality. Somewhat, you know what? I agree with you to a certain yeah. extent, but some of them don't have the team. Yeah, and it, and you know it goes back to what yeah. we said earlier. It's yes. a team. Yeah, so you can have you can have the personality and not have the team, and your team is not following up on emails, following up on phone calls. Um, they don't know how to execute. Because as soon as you get hot, like that moment you get hot, everything starts hitting you at like warp speed. And like stuff is hitting you so yeah. so fast. Exactly. And you could be missing things and great opportunities. Absolutely, right? you need a filter. And you need to filter quick because there's going to be a bunch of stuff coming at you and you got to figure out what's real, what's not. What's quickly. a time waster? What's yeah, a real exactly. opportunity? Exactly. Like that. So what I want to do is is bring light to individuals like myself because I've had teams mm-hmm. and now I'm at a point where I have an internal team, not a team as, as massive and as, as successful as these brothers, you know, and that's forced me to do things on my own. So, you know, me producing 12 records on Chris Brown last year, that's, that was me. Me getting a, a residency at Dre's nightclub, the number one hip-hop club in Vegas, that was me, me touring with Trey. So there's, there's a few, like myself, that can speak on being successful and that hustle that James talked about to get yourself in position and, I, and, and being and charismatic to get yourself in position. You know, Lisa, we've known each other. I've known these, these gentlemen for a long time. And sometimes it's way beyond the talent. Sometimes you're just, a, you're just a great person to be around. I love your spirit. I love your vibe. I love your energy. Oh, you produce too? Well, what you got? 
oh, you're a musician as well? What do you have? So sometimes people may not have a team. So just to encourage those that are talented, that believe in themselves, that may have a small team around them, if everybody focuses like they said, everybody has the same vision and the same mission and put that hard work in and be loyal and, 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 and be respectable and have integrity and not harm anybody and not even violate the, even anybody. Even the sky isn't the limit. It's not. But, but we have a limit on time. <laughs> um, this is Strange Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Ro Timmy. You're listening to Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about mastering the music business and the music industry, and we've got an amazing panel. Joining me, James Cruz. He's an entertainment manager, a CEO of Cruz Control Entertainment, founder of 123 Uno Dos Tres Entertainment. Great to have you with us, James. Hello, Lisa. Great to be here. Happy New Year, darling. Happy New Year. Thank you so much. Also with us is James McMillan. He's an entertainment attorney, CEO of GothamCityESQ.com, and he's also CEO of EST19XX Production Company. James, great to have you with us. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Also with us is Amadeus. He's a multi-platinum producer, CEO of Platinum Boy Music, and he's Trey Song's music director. Amadeus, great to have you with us. Thank you so much, King. (laughs) I know, I'm I'm getting a lot of that. Okay. In terms of the in terms of the team, James, you've been part of many teams. You've led many teams. Tell us about what you see happening with teams of artists that are super successful, which you know, is what everybody wants to be. The create creativity of an artist is their responsibility, and they have a vision that they're trying to accomplish. And surrounding yourself with the right team members at the right time. I'm an, you know, I'm an athlete. I played pro baseball. And my high school hitting coach and my college hitting coach were at different levels. And when I got signed, my, my professional hitting coach was at a different level. It's the same thing with your team. So sometimes you have to switch your lawyer, your, your manager, your accountant, so that you could call an audible and grow in certain areas. Because mm-hmm. there are certain people that have certain expertise that are just better than others. If you go to the doctor, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, you got, you, got some, uh, you got some pain in your heart, I want the best specialist in the world. Right, right. of course. Same thing with my career. I want the greatest mm-hmm. specialist to make sure once the, the patient is stabilized, I want to know how do I get better. And that's what I think individuals are starting to do now. They're starting to identify the right people who fit in their team. So the person that the people that you're with at the beginning might not be the mm-hmm. same people that you need to get to the next level or to really build from there. Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think that, <clears throat> to James's point, is that you've got to have the people that can, they can be there. For, the people from the beginning can be on the team and they can stay on the team as long as they know what their role is and they know where they cap out and when to bring other people on and when to hire the specialist. Great analogy. If I have a, cha- a, a pain in my back, I'm, I want the best cardiologist out there. Right, well, of not, course. Not, I'm sorry, best uh, uh, chiropractor out there. Right. Pain, chain in my, a pain in my chest, I want the best cardiologist out there. Um, what we find is on unsuccessful teams, they try to get the guy who's the cardiologist to figure out what's going on with my back. Right. right. And that's... That's not, you know, that's not a winning formula. It's like a criminal case. You want the lawyer exactly. that's gonna that does it every day, that knows the judges, mm-hmm. the exactly. courts, the, the what best, the whole vibe is. You got to believe you're the best. You got to believe your team is the best. Yeah, you Definitely have confidence in your squad. Exactly, Amadeus. You, but you kind of been doing that by yourself right now. So you feel like you're in a transition going into building a new team, or well, what, just, what are you I, thinking right now? Because you also give a lot back to the community right. too. I want to acknowledge that. I feel like timing is everything, um, and even me sitting on this panel, like I'm, I'm learning so much. Um, you just, you just, you have to know when it's time to make the change, like the gentleman said, you know, and sometimes you're ready and sometimes you're not ready. 
sometimes you're ready in your mind, in your vision, you're ready, but then it might be others that you're looking at that you want on a team that don't see the vision yet or, or don't think it's time. So it, it can be a timing thing as well. Like I feel like I have a great team that I'm surrounded by right now, but there's another, another level that I need to go to and I know what I need and I know who I need. You know, but and, and you might get a few no's. You might you might nah. We're not really interested. We're not we're not no. That's not what we're. And I know that's that's what the, you know that that's what they do. What they do. Excuse me. So it's just about being patient. It's just about not doubting yourself, uh, and and continue continuing to hustle and continuing to work hard until those people who you want on your team or those people that you want to represent you see your vision and see your value and see your worth and then eventually in due time you join forces. Oh, you, can throw bait. you gotta throw bait out there to get you know. the best but you gotta understand who you're trading for. Mm. You're trading for Jordan at 23 or you're trading mm. for Jordan at 45 mm. when he was wearing those numbers. Right. There's a big <laughs> yeah. difference in the two yeah. Yeah. but you know what you're getting. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? That 45 gives you some leadership. Mm-hmm. That 45 gives you some knowledge. Exactly. That 23 will give you that you know, you know 38 that fire, points. Right, right, right. You gotta know what you want and what you need at the time too right. a lot of individuals have this grandiose idea of well I need him because he did X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. for well, so and so and not understanding not, it that it was at a different point but right. th- but speaking about that let me t- let's talk about the other phenomena that we see we still see especially with a lot of aspiring uh, hip hop artists with a lot of rappers is that entourage that's around them from the hood or from the neighborhood that phenomena still exists to some extent James when you were with uh, partnering with Chris Lighty and Violator um, Chris may rest in peace rest in and peace. with with 50 and I did a number of interviews with 50 at that time 50 was like listen if they want to anybody from the hood or from you know wants to come come around me that's great but you got to have a job you got to carry the crates you got to you got to carry the equipment you got to do something you have to have something and he was very strict about that and that was a very tough time I mean you know, you want to have a lot of people. great times too let's look yeah. at the positives you know social economic issue where we come from I mean I come from the hood I come from East New York Starry City Brooklyn you know and I've learned that whatever job there's no job too big or too small mm-hmm. I can set up the multi-million dollar deal if I got to carry the luggage I will whatever it takes and that's the difference it's understanding that there may be a title but that title does not give you seniority or authority to be better than anyone else exactly. or to do a job because you're better in a different position that somebody else should be doing. I treat the janitor with the same respect that I treat the CEO. And that's the difference. But when I'm in the hood, I talk like I'm in the hood. I'm in that boardroom. I'm in that boardroom. You're talking that right? boardroom There's talk. There's a difference. Talking right? that business talk. Mm-hmm. James, in terms of the artists, like we, we talked with you about Tay-K. Mm-hmm. And um, in, terms of, in terms of his career, and here's this young phenomenon, mm-hmm. serious legal issues, but also s- serious marketing opportunities, too. Right. Yeah. Explain his, that to us. His, oppor- his, his, uh, his situation was very, very unique. you got a guy who's looking at two capital murder charges in two different jurisdictions. At 17. At 17. And... He's got a record that's blowing up the charts um, in, a, in an era where you don't need radio quite as much as you used to to get the same kind of uh, attention. So his record's blowing up on the Internet, and, uh, and he's not out there to promote it. But the kids, he's like, he's like Jesse James. He's like a, a, a legend to these little kids uh, for all the wrong reasons, right? Um, and it happens to be very attractive, too, very cute, what the girls find cute. Yeah, I guess so, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, no, in terms of that kid. look, you could yeah, be a, like in a, a little J. Cool catalog or something. Mm-hmm. Like we always kid. said, they either got to want to be you or they're going to want to sleep with you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's just a manager thing. No, nah, he was a good looking <laughs> kid and he, he was charismatic. <laughs> I'll tell He's you the model, funny. what the modeling one was after. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. 
So his situation was unique. I mean, you know, you don't you don't get a situation more unique than that. So he, you know, trying to find his way to success with all the challenges was very tricky, and trying to get him the right team was very tricky as well. And what's he doing? That is, he's still locked up, right? He's still locked up. Yep, he's got um, some great criminal lawyers working on his behalf, and he's got he signed a deal um, with uh, a guy uh, at, at, at Sony. Um, named Jay Grant, and um, they're doing their best to try and, you know, find his way to success and to freedom. And make some money to pay for all the legal defense, right? Yeah, he's right? got some heavy, heavy legal he has to do that. I've heard that story before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all heard that. Pay, pay those legal fees, and now you're signed to me. And now you're sitting, right. We, yes, yes, we, those we were away, away from pop. the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's, talk, let's talk about product endorsements, because this is the, you know, this is the era of the product endorsement, as, as we you know, as we've been discussing, but in terms of wearing a brand, showing off a brand, Amadeus, do you, if somebody said to you, hey, listen, we'll give you X amount of money to oh, yeah, wear I'm this. A, I've mastered that. Uh, <laughs> I've mastered that. And, and James touched on it. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to, and you, when you be yourself, it just works. You know, so I'm, I'm from the Bronx. I'm from the hood. So Pele Pele was, was the move back then. You know, Starter was the move back then. I, we just couldn't afford it. You know, so uh, I partnered with Starter. I partnered with Pele Pele on the on the clothing side. I Honey Shades, and I mean a hat that I wore last time on the show that you love. Uh, so that on on the on the clothing side, I work with Jordan Brand, and and on the musician side, you know, I'm endorsed by DW Drums, and I have my own drumsticks, Vader, and cymbals, and so I'm endorsed by a lot of uh, different companies. The difference is, um, I haven't arrived to that point where it's a it's a check. So at this point, it's just the product. We could talk after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's we do it. Talk let's after. do it. Let's do it. Okay, all right. Make it. There you go. There you go. I, I love it. <laughs> there you go. See, Thank this you, is street. This is street soldiers. Everything there comes. It, it all comes together right here. It comes together right here in this. Three million. So three million a year. But the so what is it? Brand so, endorsement is, is yeah. so key. Like you know, I told you where I grew up, and you know, a guy named Carl Kanai grew up in my same neighborhood, and he's one of my dear friends. And when you saw Pac wearing that Carl Kanai shirt, when you saw the first artist who ever, a first entertainment artist that ever did a brand campaign for Carl Kanai. His name was Sean Puffy Combs. And when you start to really look wow. at the history of product placement, when Snoop Dogg wore that Tommy Hilfiger sweatshirt on, on Arsenio, and then you couldn't find it at any store anywhere else after that, when 50, you know, before he was even, you know, the global megastar genius that he became... Shout to Coltrane Curtis and those guys over at Epiphany because Echo Unlimited would dress them, which turned oh, into right. a G That's unit right. clothing I remember deal. That. Yeah. You know, and when Fifty knew that, I remember speaking into existence. Fifth would be in the office. And he would say, "I'm going to sell Fifty Cent water, and I'm going to sell sneakers, <laughs> and I'm going to sell clothes." And we were looking at him like, and Chris and I were sitting there like, "Okay, let's do this." Listen, and one day at that true. office when he was signing sneakers, he said we were talking, and he said to me on those great Friday afternoons when you, you guys, were, <laughs> he'd be sitting there on the couch, piles of sneakers yep. to autograph for people, and and all this kind of thing. And he goes, "You know," he goes, "One day." I could be president and I started laughing I broke out laughing he goes why are you laughing right. I'm just saying this in case he does become president anything is possible he goes I'm gonna be I could become president I was laughing hysterically he goes why are you laughing he goes the Terminator became governor he goes I could become president and look at his diversification look at everything he's doing on power everything he's right. doing in television yeah. and film what, what about like, that let's, let's talk about that James when you see these are the, the opportunity now too for the creativity because as a hip hop as the, as the culture has become the dominant culture there's also that street thing that everybody has finds so exciting that's yeah. the tradition of all of our entertainment you know right. what every kind of gangster whatever era has now got a big <laughs> is now a big show you know it's true, true. yeah no but it's, it's but the, the the critical the key factor goes back to the resolve and how bad you want it Facts. these oh. guys the guys that are, are that are able to make these things happen they eat breathe and sleep success can't true. stop won't stop it. 
And Get rich or die know, trying. That's it. It's like this. This is like you know, top of the year. They go into it every year, every day, all day, eat, breathe, and sleep. Success. Very and true. the people around them, they do the same or they're gone. Period. And that's Absolutely. it. It's that. It's it comes it's back simple. to that, that hunger. Simple. That simple. hunger. It's that simple. simple. That's it. You want to be the best. You strive to be the best. You want your team to be the best, and you breathe that life into them all day to go out and make it happen. If they can't make it happen, then they're gone. And you think that's why we've seen so many of our big superstars come from really what we call economically disadvantaged circumstances, too, is because that hunger is so great. They didn't have it comfortable. It wasn't like, yeah, I can get this regular job. Whatever they, whatever it is. They, 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 I think, you know, because, you know, everybody doesn't come from humble beginnings. They're super right. successful. They, you true. just have to have that drive and that, that, that fire in your belly. Look at sports. Look yeah. at boxers. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Look, look at the Dominicans and playing baseball. You yeah. know, right. 60% of, of, of Major League Baseball is going to be of Latin descent mm-hmm. from countries that are right. third world countries. You know, there's a hunger and a desire to be the best. Boxers, fighters, UFC fighters, like these guys come from areas where you cannot explain their desire and their hunger except if you felt it. Right. And we felt it. So we understand that passion. We understand that resilience because we have it. You know, we may have pointed in different directions. Right. But we have that same thing. Those social economic issues that we grow up facing day to day to say that we do not want to live like this anymore. We do not want our mothers to suffer like this Mm. anymore. We don't know our fathers. So we want to be better fathers. Those differences in how we're growing up and what makes us that resilient and makes that powerful to be the best we can be. That's that's so awesome. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this. Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Sierra. And this is street soldiers with lisa evers real issues real politics baby and real people only on hot 97 welcome back to street soldiers i'm your host lisa evers in this episode we're talking about mastering the music business and we have such a great panel to talk about this joining me james cruz he's an entertainment manager ceo of cruise control entertainment and founder of one two three Uno, dos, tres, management. James, great to have you with us. Hi, Lisa. Happy New Year. Happy Pleasure New Year. to be here. Thank you for great having me. Great to have you. Um, also with us is James McMillan. He's an entertainment attorney. He's CEO of GothamCityESQ.com. He's also CEO of EST19XX production company. James, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Lisa. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We appreciate your time. Also with us is charging at $1,000 an hour. No, I'm joking. <laughs> and also with us is Amadeus. He's a multi-platinum <laughs> producer and CEO of Platinum Boy Music. And he's also Trey Song's music director. Amadeus, great to have you with us. Queen, blessings. Thank you so much, King. Um, in terms of takeaway tips, Amadeus, for people creating music, just some super basic things. Should they buy beats off the Internet? Should they like make music off their, you know, people, you can make music off your phone now. Man, I can, I can, I'm going to make it short. Um, you know, just be yourself, be authentic. You know, I feel like everybody out there has, has a God-given gift and talent and just use it. Use it to the best of your ability. You know, put your all into it in regards to the music and respect the music, respect the creative process, respect all of the creators, you know, uh, pay the producers. I'm a producer, so I got represent for the producers. Pay the producers. You know, you go, you go into a store, you get you get a pair of shoes, you you pay for it. You you, you want some well, cologne? Well, most people do, yeah. yeah. Most people, you know, perfume, you buy it, you purchase it. You know, so it's just about really respecting the brand, respecting the creativity uh, in regards to music. So just respect the brand, respect yourself, love yourself. And just give the world you, all of you. It's going to hurt sometimes. It's not going to feel good. It's, you know, you're going to doubt yourself. There's going to be a lot of no's. But 
If you love it, if you're passionate about it, go for it. All right, let, let's just talk about James in terms of the in terms of some of the legal things, because people, yeah. you know, people will try to send people music yep. no, if they you, think you you're the, the friend of the friend mm -hmm. of the friend. They think if you work for a hip hop radio station and you know DJs, even though you don't play music, <laughs> you just sing along to it. Um, that you, they hand you music, they try to you know use you to get to the people that can play the music. Right. What do what do people? What's the basic? Somebody thinks they have a hit song, they've made a hit song. What do they need to do? They need to copyright the record and they need to. Do do the paperwork for the for the for the for the track. They, so you touched on something that was really critical that I dealt with at the end of the year um, for a record that actually just went gold. Uh, it's called "Rubbing Off the Paint" by uh, my artist YBN the Mirror. So he had this amazing record that he recorded off the internet. He found the beat offline, and um, the record started to blow up. And then, you know, before he could actually purchase the track. Another company went out that was trying to do business with him and purchased the track. So you've got these two, this 17-year-old kid who has an amazing opportunity, mm -hmm. time, you know, uh, ahead of him, but then he doesn't own the track. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, we ended up working it all out, but at a very costly expense because he didn't have the paperwork. So, so in other words, because you see, I mean, you see on YouTube, you see like all over the place, people yeah. take the beat that's a famous. I'm like, there's no way they're, there's no way they got the rights. This 14 year old no. got the rights to this beat of a hit song. No, I mean they're they're they're, they're young. They're right. artists. They're just online. They're trying. You know, they're doing what's becoming. You know, the thing very to common. do. Very common in their in their community. And they're, it, you know, they, he downloaded a song offline and mm -hmm. made a hot beat to it. I don't think he thought it was going to be as successful mm -hmm. as it was. He threw it online. The numbers started to go up. And People up started feeling and up it. and up. The video to, the, to at this at this point, I think it's a 74 million views on YouTube. Wow. Right. Wow. So um, and you've got these 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 business guys who, you know, come in and they see an opportunity and they're like, you know, you know, we're going to take it and we're going to stick you up. And they and, you know, it worked out at the end, but it was uh, it was a very tense time. So it's like somebody somebody buys your domain name for the Internet <laughs> or something yeah. like that. And then you yeah. got to like buy your own name back exactly. or, yeah. or, your, exactly. or it gets a exactly. different social media exactly. accounts in your name. Yeah. Corny, and you have to you buy know, those. It is. It's, buy a learning, the, it's a learning experience. So basically how so you have to buy that. Make sure that you own the actual music or just exactly. make it yourself or from you, scratch. You, or right. You, yeah. You, well, what you should you know, if you feel that you've got um, a, a hit record, do the basics. Pay the producer. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Get some paperwork to show that you paid the right. producer. Right. Um, Not just like... Right. Register the song yeah. in the co at the copyright office. Mm -hmm. You cannot have uh, an infringement claim without filing for registration. Right, okay. You, you need to, you know, you can't file in federal court for, for an infringement claim. Yeah, because um, we've seen a lot of hit songs, too, over the last last couple of years. Big hit songs, other people are like, well, that was just like this or mm -hmm. just, yeah, like, right. just like that. James, what do you think about this in terms of... Well, terms I, think, of the I think, honestly, we started the whole conversation with the story of the that needs to be told. Mastering the music business. You've got to remember, this is a business. Right. A lot of people don't go into it thinking it's a business. A lot of people go into it thinking, is I'm going to be a star and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, but not have their team in place, not have their paperwork in place, mm -hmm. not have their approach in place. You know, I tell all my you know, artists that I've ever worked with, if you're a lawyer and your accountant go to sleep after you, you got a problem. Make sure they go to sleep before you. Make sure they're fresh, bright-eyed, and, and, and blushy-tailed so that they can do their job for you. 
And I think that individuals need to understand the business more. They need to understand the business more than they need to understand just the notoriety. And, you know, with these young artists that are coming up now, I implore you all to get your business right. Get your accountant, get your lawyer, get your advisors, get your managers, and learn that it may be your life and your creativity. Find the right individuals that share the same energy, the same vigor, the same relentlessness, and the same desire to win. Because as individuals, people come in and take advantage. Yep. See an opportunity. Buy your domain name. Right. right. Come in and buy the beat. <laughs> right. You know, exactly. there are people out there that do not have your best interests in mind. Right. So make sure you surround yourself with individuals that have your best interests in mind. Not just your personal best interests, but your business best interests and your brand best interests. Yep. Because if artists don't treat themselves as a brand, then they're never going to be the success. That and they and that's want. the way. Like what people say that all the time. And you, at first you kind of go like, well, what about the music? But you, it's it goes back to what business. you said, which is just totally you. There's no artist now that doesn't think about the brand part of it yeah. that or, or personality that doesn't think about what's my brand or what do I stand for James what, what about the what about the legal just just like get these legal entanglements they can cost people millions of dollars yeah, it can cost you a whole lot of money yeah, <laughs> exactly I get paid for that you know untangle it you know and work it out but I mean at the end of the day you don't want to have to rely on somebody like me when you can do some of these things on your own you no, know? no, no. I want to stop you on that. I want to rely on somebody like you. Right. you to, have my, to have my paperwork right so it doesn't have to get no, untangled. No, no, ab- absolutely. That's why I want I'm, people I'm to know. I'm speaking of okay. the guys that, that <laughs> That's come important. in at the very beginning. Got but like these, right, these I'm talking about the very beginning yeah. because yeah. like some teenager is not going to be able to afford James McMillan ESQ. Right. right. Agreed. That's true. Or even get to you. Right. That's so, true. So they should first register the... Regi- register the song. Register, the, you know, um, if they're, if, you know, a lot of these producers who sell their tracks online have a little, you know, agreement that they have that, you know, if you download my song and PayPal me some money, then right. we've got a contract. And that's something that I can work with. A lawyer like myself is that can le- work with. Is that You've got the PayPal receipt. I've got a PayPal receipt. I can argue that you had a contract. Right. I can argue that there was a transfer of rights. You know, what those rights were transferred, that, that's all, that's, you know, a sticky area. But we at least I have something to stand on. Right. When, you know, it becomes tricky when there's, they just, you know, uh, create and don't mm-hmm. do anything. They just, you know, don't take care of the guy on the other side. Right? Exactly. And then, like that, Amadeus, in, ter- in terms of the, cre- the creative part of this, of the business as well, do you feel it's becoming too automated? You're a real, mu- you're a real musician right, as well. Right. Like you play instruments. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's becoming too automated? Because there's things, you know, there's, there's music hooks. There's a whole science to these hypnotic, you know, four beat repetitions right, or whatever right. it is. And do you think it's becoming too, too much of a formula? It's definitely very accessible. You know, when I started 17 years ago, you know, I had hardware, meaning the actual MPC, which I still use to this day, actual keyboards and and sound modules. Nowadays, you know, with te- with technology. You open up a laptop and you rocking. You know, right. you have all these different programs. I can be making a track here right now, right in front of you with just a laptop, you know. So it's very accessible. And, and with it being that way, it allows the creative person or the individual, the young kid, that just, I can do that too. You know, you when you walked in the, when you walked in Daddy's house and you saw Mario Winans and all of the guys that I grew up under, uh, you know, with ten keyboards, that was very intimidating. Right. All these knobs, the soundboard with all these knobs and all these keyboards and machines around you. You walking in and like, I don't know if I could do this. Right. But <laughs> but now it's like, oh, oh, I just need a laptop. I just need Logic. I just need Pro Tools. I just need this this program. It comes with sounds. I define sounds. 
I had to go to the record stores and sample my drums and, and dig and, and figure out what sounds I like. Now you, you get a program and it comes with 5,000 sounds. So everything is at your hands. Everything is so accessible. We didn't have that. But do you think that's going to make things more creative? It's making music more creative and more original? Or do you think it's... That's a, that's a, tough, a tough... That's tough to answer. But I think there's a yin and a yang. Yeah. I think there's a, a, a action and a reaction. Mm. I think that things are cyclical. I think that, you know, right. people, you know, situations with the music, you know, we, we had the shiny suit time, we had the mm -hmm. gangster time, and now we have the mumble rap time. Right. I certainly believe that R&B is coming back. Yeah, yeah, Real yeah, R&B yeah. is coming back. Oh, Traditional yeah. music is coming oh, yeah. back. I think that if you, if you play the cycles and understand there's individuals that play the stock market and they know there's going to be ups and downs. But when you play blue chip stocks and when you play with superstars, then you know it's going to come back around. Right, right. So I think that there is a, a, a positive action and reaction. I think things are going to change and real music, and I don't mean that in a negative right, way. Or, right, right, or to right, dis right. dismiss or to dis dismiss right. anybody else. I think else. writing is coming back. Yeah. I, I firmly believe that like writing is coming back. You like and mumble rap? I, I like mumble rap too. <laughs> I like mumble rap too. I, I like mumble rap too. It's but, the melody. But, to, but for you know? me, I'm an R&B guy. Yeah. Give me a Mary J. Blige. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Give me Jodeci. I like lyrics. But what about in terms of the superstars? Are we in an era where there's just... There's a lot of kind of like stars, but not like super superstars. Or is it just because there's we're, we're seeing a whole switch over? I think you're seeing a shelf life issue. Yeah. I think <laughs> that artists have a certain amount of shelf life based on what the media portrays and what the consumer desires. And I think that if you start to really look at it from a perspective of musically, that three to five years is probably your shelf life. So we don't have these Mariah Carey's that have been here for 25 years, or Mary J. Blige's that have been here for 25 years. You don't have that as you used to have it before. Right. So now you have to look at it from a cyclical standpoint. It's just a shelf life and, and, and their, their artistic life is, is shortened unless they learn how to diversify. Exactly. That's why diversity is key. That's why diversification is key. Absolutely Puff, key. Puff owns a network. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Who, who in their power. mind, yeah, exactly. Fendi's doing power. Exactly. You know, who in their right minds would have right. thought that we would have black excellence and yeah. an individual owning a right. television network? Yeah. Exactly. Diversification. Yeah. Diversification you, is, real, is real the Real quick, key. Lisa, what we didn't touch on, I know we got to go. And, 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 Not and, quite yet, and, we got and, a little time. Okay, and James touched on this to make me think about it. Entertainment, like oh, performance. Yeah. Yes. So you're hearing, you know, a lot of these new artists come up and they're doing anything. We love the songs and the moment we're well, that's cool. But what about when you spend $150, $200 to go see them? Yep. And then when they're on stage, that song you love is not performed to a level of excellence where you're like, I love that. That's what oh, separates. that's a great That's point. what separates that's the, a, the, the, yeah. the performance. Because oh, wait, 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 I've, I've, had, I've had the pleasure of working with the best hip-hop performer yes. of our generation, and his name is Busta Rhymes. Yo. And you oh know my what God. And, and oh, you go totally. to a Busta Rhymes show. Listen. That's my brother. <laughs> Listen. You know what I'm saying? It's a labor of love with me and him. But you go to a Busta Rhymes show, you're going to get your doctor dollars worth on that show. They're going to sweat. They're going to spit. They're going to rip Listen. up. Shout out to go Busta. Out to exactly. How about, yeah. that, how about this shit, the holiday show a Listen. couple years ago where yes. he, brought, he just brought one big star after but this another. Was, this <laughs> is, but this is what I'm saying. So as as much as we're focused on the, the creative part in the studio uh -huh. yeah. and the business and the marketing, listen, man, if you ain't got that performance right, you gotta deliver. if you ain't giving people a show exactly. and an experience Listen, what, the best, the greatest, the, the greatest show I ever seen in my life, and not because I was a part of it, 
but seeing that bad boy family listen, reunion listen. back together yeah, that was a great and show. seeing the listen. expertise of that and I call him his name his name his name is P Diddy but listen. I call him P D Barnum because he's basically <laughs> P T Barnum to put that circus back together and to deliver such a great show and to remind people of moments in their life because everybody has a soundtrack to their life you know what I'm saying growing no, up the classic from the, the classic from the documentary where no, it's like, it's, this it's, is not some jazz festival performance <laughs> show or somebody's wedding we're performing right, at we right, got right, her, right, we're right, making right. history he's here like, I don't want I don't want the Christ that looks like to me. I want <laughs> I want the Phantom you know exactly. and he paid for the Phantom and he put that so Phantom right, up there and he invested in that show and he gave you a moment in life you'll never forget that right. is true and the greatest moment I experienced at that show was in Los Angeles when Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre came up on that stage wow and to have something come full circle. So in terms of performance, yes, having those moments that you'll never forget on You're stage. So right. But You're you know so what? Right. To, to, to go back to your point about the superstars, there, you know, it really, superstars are special. Mm-hmm. They're special people because, like we said earlier, it's they are the ones that actually breathe breathe life into everyone else around them, and they breathe, yes. breathe that excellence into everyone else around them, and they 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 do not accept anything less hmm. puff does not accept anything less and they take excellence. us into a different place exactly and, and they you, push you further than you even knew you could possibly go right you know in the pursuit of excellence all in the in a good pursuit but in the pursuit of excellence and you look at team i mean yeah. you know look at jay you yeah. know look at what he's done with rock nation mm-hmm. i mean look at tata look at exactly. og Wan. Exactly. look at their squad you know what i'm saying emery the whole crew over there like jay has his crew living looking and feeling right at every moment so they deliver even more mm. it's how great your team feels and how exactly. good they feel and how comfortable they feel to get into that rhythm because exactly. a, a great a great player could win a game but a great team wins a championship exactly mm. there it is and on that note i want to thank all of you for being with us <laughs> I love it. for this episode of street soldiers uh, james cruz great to have you on thank the panel thank you so much lisa it's been a number of years and i've always been in love with your approach and your spirit and your soul and i want to thank uh, my my panelists here james i've known for years amadeus has been around for years you know to see such excellence in one place is amazing i thank you it, again. it really Happy is New a very Year. special show thank you so much for for making time also uh, james mcmillan thank you so much for being with us thank we you appreciate lisa it. thank you thank you this is your very first show and i'm i'm really proud to be here with these two guys thank you kicking off 2018 yeah, in a big way you know how we do absolutely all right amadeus thanks so much for being with us again man really i'm humbled grateful I learned so much even while while sitting and speaking on the panel, man. You learn something new every day. So I'm blessed to be in this position. Uh, and it just goes to show you, you know, I, I handed CDs to these dudes. I used to run up on them in front of clubs and in front of office buildings. <laughs> Real talk. Before there was no internet, before it was all that. It was CDs and cassette tapes. Yes. So to be, you know, here sitting beside them, you know what I mean, speaking on career and, and my life is a blessing, man. So keep shooting for the stars, man. Keep dreaming. Keep working. Keep hustling. This could be you. Exactly. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Let's push for peace.